Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Welcome, everybody, and it's with pleasure that I have Mitch Hayes here, the the, uh, the driver behind Hayes Power Electrics. It's a second-generation business. In recent times, Mitch is uh, certainly taking it by the reins and, and uh, leading it into a whole new level in terms of excellence. University program, Business of the Year award winner, and... Uh, Let's just understand why that is. Um, in the in the financial year of 2022, his income grew by 12.2 percent. That that's sort of you know that's that's a reasonable double digit line there. Our gross profit volume grew by 62.1 percent, and our net operating profit volume grew by 304.6 percent, and that's where it counts the most. Congratulations, uh, Mitch. Good to have you here. Look forward to this conversation. And uh, as, as as you hear what I've just shared there, what comes to mind for you? Well, uh, thanks for having me, Stefan. The first thing that comes to mind there is just, you know, hard work's paid off, really. So we've come off the back of a couple of tough years with COVID, you know, probably not working for the right people, a couple of jobs going not the way that they should be. And then, no, a few minor changes, different mindset, and you know, you just see results like that. It it really keeps you motivated. Yeah, I would say that that's definitely the thing that comes to mind straight away. And and you know, it took me a little while to get my head around your maturity for your actual age is just like two very different, you know, numbers in terms of your very mature Mitch for your age. How old are you, mate? I mean, I know I don't I wouldn't typically ask that question, but it's important that we hear it. Yeah, so I'm 24. You know, when I, I left school when I was 16, so I finished year 10. About two weeks before I left school, I'd put in all my all my subjects that I wanted to do. Wanted to do math methods, specialist maths, counting, business management. And then I know, I know. And then my old man was looking to take on an apprentice and I said, you know what, school's not for me. You know, I feel like I'm mature and, and ready to hit the workforce. And you know, ended up being a tradie, which is a massive change from obviously all those subjects there. Yeah. So, and then, you know, fast track a few years, I was just plotting along, just, you know, doing my eight hours every day. And we had one of the qualifieds, he got moved on and I sort of stepped up and filled his role. And ever since then, I didn't really look back. That's amazing. And um, when you think about it, actually, how long have you been a business benchmark group for? So nearly 12 months now, we had a middies event probably about 12 months ago now. And that's the first time I saw you. And then we booked in for a chat. We made a start at the start of 2022. So might've been January, February. So 10 or 11 months now. Yeah, fantastic. And um, again, you know, in middies, that that introductory uh, workshop that we do with them and we do so many of them and we meet so, so many amazing people. But in fairness, um, what made you actually decide? Like, you know, it was a second generation. It's a second generation business, as you've just described. You started off as an apprentice at, um, you know, mum and dad's business. And and here you are almost, you know, five, six years later, uh, truly leading from the front and and being a, a highly regarded uh, business owner in your own right as we speak. And um, what made you decide? And, and how is it that the family dynamic, I mean, for me, I was always curious as to, 
Mitch, are you sure you can make this decision on your own? Is mum and dad yeah. not needed to be here for this decision? Because yeah. I'm conscious. I've come from a family business environment. How did you decide that this was going to be a decision that you wanted to embark on? Yeah, so I reckon there would have been a few things. But the main thing for me is just because of how young I am and my aspirations of, you know, where I want to take the business. I didn't want to get too big too quickly and then, you know, fall over and and not understand where it all went wrong. So one of the big things for me was, you know, having a mentor and having some support there that would be able to help me through that. Being young, 24 years old, you know, young and dumb, they may say, I just wanted to make sure I'm going on the right path. I'm doing everything correctly. Because, you know, in five, 10 years time, we may have 30, 40 staff and be turning over massive amounts of money. You know, I feel like if I hadn't joined Business Benchmark Group, you know, I'd definitely be missing out on, you know, making money here or not having the right people behind me. So that's probably me looking at it from, you know, 12 months on now. But yeah, at that time, it was, I just want didn't want to make the mistake of, you know, basically running my my parents' business that they've been in business for for 30 years. I didn't want to run that into the ground. And, and how did mum and dad, because, again, I didn't meet mum and dad until literally several weeks ago when I met them at the charity gala event where the awards were uh, taking place, and and they're so proud of, no doubt, you know, your 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 uh, your growth and your continued uh, maturity, in not only in your business but also as a, as a human being, mate, just, just very profound, very proud parents as they should be. But how is it that mum and dad allowed you to make that decision? Because that's unusual. Yeah, absolutely. And I I sort of think about this a lot as well. Like my man and mum, of course, built this business for 30 years. And I had a knee reconstruction sort of three and a half, four years ago. And I couldn't work for six months. And that's sort of where I started to do some of the office work, some quoting, went out and um, you know met some customers, did that sort of thing. And it was probably only 12 months after that where my old man had said, righto, you've got the phones, you know, you sort of take this where you want to and I'll, I'll be above you and look over you and uh, make sure you're doing everything, you know, not not do every, doing everything correctly, but, you know, he's looking over if I, if I did need him. And then ever since then, they've just been super supportive and they just want to make sure that I'm doing everything, you know, taking everything in the right direction. But yeah, they they were never hesitant at all. They said, you know, if you feel like this is what you need to do in your, you know, in your guts, then you know it's probably the right decision. So they've been really helpful that way. And I can still call on them whenever I need and say, you know, can you do this for me? Can you do that? Or what should I do here? So it's it's been really good having that experience there. Uh, and I feel like you know someone else starting a business now may not have that network that I do. So. I rely on that where I need to. And, yeah, it's been working really well so far. And I resonate immensely with what you've just shared because mum and dad also, although different circumstances, were very clear that they gave me the reins in terms of, okay, you're going to lead this and we're going to back you all the way through and we're here to support you. And, um, yeah, the rest is history, you know, certainly went upwards and onwards for me, as it sounds you are too. Um, let's start with your professional life. How, how has being part of the Business Benchmark Group made a difference to your business in the last 12 months? I would say the biggest thing is I'm much more organised and I'm starting to understand the business side of things. So originally, 
You know, I'd used to go and do my eight hours at work. I'd send the invoice, you know, at the end of the month, you'd have a look at your numbers and go, okay, you know, did we do good? Did we do bad? And then after 12 months and speaking with the accountants, they would say, okay, well, you've spent too much money in this category or not enough. And, you know, this is how you could make more. Whereas now it's it's literally like we, we work out how much um, we make on every single job or, you know, how much we don't make, make changes where we need to weekly versus, you know, monthly, 12 monthly back in the day. So, yeah, I'd say organisation, understanding our numbers, yeah, they will probably be the, the biggest things for me. So, mate, if you understand your numbers and you're organised, the chances of success for the rest of your life in business are looking good, I'd say, right? Yeah. So, uh, very, very cool. Reflect on the six pillars. So, you know, default diary, which is our time management tool that we work with all our clients. Key numbers dashboard every seven days. Quote register, work in progress register every seven days. Cash flow forecasting, again, and we're not talking about you need to have done this, but let's reflect on those six key pillars. Cash flow forecasting critical drivers, KPIs, roles, responsibilities for our team, and all those bits and pieces that we keep on layering as it relates to our journey here at Business Benchmark Group. As you reflect on those six key pillars, which are whether you're a 10-year client or you're a one-year client, that they are what they are, right? How do you reflect on those six key pillars for you at this particular point of your journey? I'd say those six pillars are what actually make me organised. So the work in progress and the quotes ready to start, they've just been the biggest help for me ever. I used to just submit quotes, never follow them up or anything like that. Now I'm actually working out how much I'm quoting each month. I'm following up, you know, three daily, weekly, every second week. And then once we secure projects, that goes into the work in progress folder file. And I can see, you know, the next six months I'm fully booked or I'm 75% booked. And that's the biggest thing organisation wise, because I actually remember a similar time last year, I was saying to my old man, oh, you know, we're so busy, we're flat out, we can't keep up. And I'd filled out one of the work in progress files and just gone, okay, we're actually not as busy as I originally thought. (laughs) And then... Three months down the track, we've doubled what we had. And now I'm starting to go, okay, now we're busy. Now we can look at putting on new staff or, you know, starting to get rid of some of those clients that aren't worth working for and trying to hit those ideal those ideal customers. So, yeah, the six pillars are what I would say makes me organised. Yeah, fantastic. And in your personal life, Mitch, I mean, I know you have a, a long-term uh, partner and mm. – and, and yeah, you're, you're still, let's just say, young and it's all going well. However, in your personal life, how has being part of the Business Benchmark Group community made a difference to you and your loved ones? Yeah, so I've only been, like I've said a couple of times now, I've only been with the Business Benchmark Group for sort of 12 months now. I haven't seen major differences to my personal life just yet. I'm still working a lot, trying to do a lot of things, but I'm starting to put, I'm starting to hire the right people and delegating um, certain jobs that I really don't need to be doing on my Saturdays and Sundays and other people can do that, can do that for me. So I'm just working through that. And I feel like if you asked me that again in 12 months, I would have a much different answer to that. And hopefully my answer would be, I've got my weekends back. I'm not doing 12 hour days. Look, I still expect, you know, if you've got big jobs that are, you know, you've got deadlines, you've got quotes that need to be sent out. I'm, I'm still more than happy to do the hours. Um, it'll just be really nice to get those weekends back. And I think, Mitch, it starts with a decision. It starts with a decision. And your decision could be, based on what you just shared, 
in, in, in November, no later than December 2023, I need to have pulled my weekends back to no more than four hours on a Saturday morning, worst case scenario. Yep. So that's a decision. And then you work towards that through some of the uh, elements of the the way to get there. You know, definitely delegation, sometimes elimination. Sometimes we're eliminating a bad habit. We're not just delegating to someone else, but we're finding a better way or a different time to do some of the things that we do. And this is definitely part of that journey that we're on. So that that the answer that you gave me on the six pillars, just if we reflect on that for a moment, not incorrect because it was true for you. However, there could have been a conversation around, hey, my time management, your default diary, is something that I'm constantly reviewing and reflecting on every 90 days and upgrading. And that's the one that's making the difference to me. And, and I'm feeling for you because I know in the next 12 months, that's going to be a bigger piece of what needs to be done because there's no doubt the business is continuing to be very successful and constantly um, highly utilised and, and it will continue to be very profitable because we'd be needing to pay a significant dump tax if we're not, right? So this is the period and, and it's more about the trust in yourself now, which I feel you're further advanced and further stable to take on called I'm going to get my weekends back. And that's a decision I've made. You know, again, it's just the things that we do. We just change, you know, business owner time, change habits. That's what it is. And uh, look forward to definitely asking that question again in 12 months' time. If not, I'll be asking sooner. You know that. Absolutely. So in the past 12 months, what have you done differently that you believe has helped you to win this award? University Program of the Year. There was three of you that won. This is the first time that we've had a tie in ages as it relates to any award. and. I mean, you are part of a very high-performing um, group and uh, being a University Program of the Year award winner is no mean feat. Well done. So in the past five months, what have you done differently that you believe has helped you win this award? Basically, those six um, key pillars again. So the ones that I really loved, the quote registry, the work in progress, doing our uh, key numbers dashboard weekly and understanding how the numbers work, that's yeah, that they're the big ones that have helped over the last 12 months. And again, that all just leads back to being much more organized, not wasting time, resources on non-profitable work. Yeah, I'll, I would definitely say that's that's it. If we also reflect on, you know, your team, you know, the, evol- the evolution of your team, like literally you've, you've gone from 10 people a year ago to 12 right now. So it's not like, oh, my God, those results that we were speaking about earlier, he's on the back of a doubled up on team. But there, it's fair to assume and fair to say that your your ability to be more effective, more efficient, more aligned. So if you think about the work that you have done with your team at this very, again, very early stage in the journey, but the work you've done with your team, your ability now to have chosen future leaders and truly allowing them the space to be stepping up and ultimately, you know, that's where the delegation piece is going to play out as they also need to delegate downstream or side stream to them. Mm-hmm. If, Talk, talk to us about the, the evolution of your team and how you are embracing leadership with them on a different level. Yeah, so rather than just my old man Paul and I always just trying to do everything um, other than the on-site works, we've, I've sort of decided it's about time that we do some some delegation and you know give some more guys in the company some some added responsibility. For example, we put on a, or haven't put on, but we've, one of our guys, we've promoted him to a project manager. We do a lot of solar work as well. And we've got someone that's looking after the, the solar side of things too. And I guess 
another thing that's definitely helped is that we've done performance reviews uh, for the first time ever, uh, which was your suggestion. <laughs> We'd never done that before. And you'd be amazed, or you probably wouldn't be amazed, but anyone that hasn't done them before, you'd be seriously amazed with the results you get from that. You sort of get an idea of exactly where everyone is and some of the people that I thought I I knew, you know, I knew them like the back of their hands. They came up with some responses that I was just completely shocked about. So as in positive shock, right? Positive shock as well. Because <laughs> shock would be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely positive. And you know, they're saying, you know, I, I like doing this and I like doing that. And we go, oh wow, you know, um, we've got people potentially doing some sort of works that they don't quite enjoy, whereas someone else really does like it. So we made a few shifts there and just the responses that we've had from there has been awesome. So I would assume from that we've had increased efficiency on site. Definitely the morale within the company is at an all-time high at the moment. Everyone loves working here. I've even got a list of applicants of people wanting to actually join the team, which we've never we've never had before. And Another thing on that, my brother, he's just about to turn qualified now and he's just given me the news he's going to shoot up to Queensland uh, for a few years. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So as much as that does hurt and that it it will suck for him to go, I've already got a list of applicants and I've already been interviewing a few ready to go for next year. So if you had asked me that 12 months ago, I would have said, no, I've got no idea who who my future employees could be. And if you think about how this conversation started, literally two seconds ago, it was like, okay, well, tell me a bit more about the team stuff because you've gone from 10 to 12 and yet your results are outstanding and that cannot happen unless you've got greater alignment, stronger culture and people truly belonging. And I love I love that knock-on effect that you just shared in the room because there's such a perception out there that it's hard to find good people. No, it's not. It's not hard to find good people. And, yes, the labour market is tight. It is a global issue. But it's not hard to find good people. Hmm. Good people want to join good teams. That's the difference. And uh, love what you're doing there, Mitch. And, and truly, I can I can, I can, can see in 12 and 24 and 36 months' time where this thing goes on the back of just what you just shared. Hmm. Mitch, what does success look like for you now? Again, at this stage, early stages of seeing something, being part of something that's definitely moving in a direction that is more exciting and and way more in control. But what does success look like for you now? When you think about success looks like, what does it look like for you now versus 12 months ago? It's a great question. And it's something that probably I probably should put a lot more thought into. The, The key thing that would come up is just continual growth. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast that, uh, you know, in, in 10 years' time, we may have 30 or 40 people working for us. So I guess continual growth and just working for the right people. Um, and, you know, success is obviously um, financial as well. So, you know, making sure that we are getting reward for the work that we are doing, they, they would be the two things for me. And recognition. Yes, of course. Which is the reputational piece, right? And And no two ways about it. I mean, you're... Your um, your business and some of the jobs that under your um, eye have gone on to become case studies and amazing jobs that are shared, you know, in the industry is is amazing and well done on that front too. 
what three key areas of your business do you want to work on? What are you most looking forward to as it relates to, okay, in the next 12 months, this is these are the areas, whether it's time, you know, in other words, getting that time management thing a little tighter, which is going to come through team development and or, you know, automation to a certain degree, um, making more money and more margin, more, um, more ideal customer, maybe diversification into more uh, tech energy spaces, which we know is a growing, um, growing part of the electrical contracting industry, or again, just growing team and or bringing on team that are going to ultimately be sharing the load with you. Mm. Which three areas do you, uh, do you consider are the areas that you want to be working more on in the next 12 months? Well, time is definitely a key one for me. Um, just making sure I'm spending my time doing the right things um, and not spending uh, uh, hundreds of hours a week <laughs> within the business. So trying to get the weekends back. Um, the second thing would be growth. Um, so I've put a bit of a target um, for the end of next year to have an additional three staff on. Um, and I've even got a, a, a little map drawn up of what, staff I'm actually looking for and, and what their roles would be. And the last one as well would be delivery of product too. So just making sure that we're um, completing uh, jobs on time, uh, on budget, and of course, client satisf uh, satisfaction as well. So just making sure that they're satisfied um, with what we've done there and, and you know making sure that they would then become a repeat customer. So if I gave you a choice of satisfied versus delighted, which one do you go for? Ooh, delighted, definitely. <laughs> Erase the other one from your vocab, yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> Satisfaction is a three out of five, mate. Yeah, okay. Delighted is a five. But 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 these are the things, right? These are the finer little distinctions. And you know, if we have delighted customers who, you know, whether they're coming back and doing more with us or they're bringing their best friends. That is such a that is such a goal or target to be growing as it relates. Okay, we're putting some targets on the wall with that one. If we're minimising reworks or complaints, that is a target on the wall. I mean, we have clients who have zero percent failure rate as a target, and they've been working on it for two, three years, and they've finally got there. Zero percent failure rate, like that is a non-negotiable hard edge number. And we know in the first year or two, it's a work in progress, right? So I love it that you were so clear about, okay, here are three roles. We're putting them on. They're going to add value to the business and or the team and the business that we're growing. We need to be doing more as it relates to our uh, reputation. And we're going to continue working on that, which you guys have an amazing reputation. So imagine the next layer of that. Great stuff. Can you share any of our specific tools that you have found valuable, whether it's the coaching, the client success support team, uh, the roundtable, which, which I don't see you as many uh, in attendance, monthly financial reports, your your actual group and the camaraderie and the power that happens in, in that room, um, obviously the key numbers dashboard. What specific tools, the quote registered and the work in progress register you've always also spoken about, but what, what specific tools that you have found extremely va valuable in your time here at Business Benchmark Group? Um, the one I love is the financial report, and I'm always waiting for that every month. Um, opening that up, having a look and going, okay, 
this is why this has happened. This is why this hasn't happened. Um, what can I do about this as well? Um, and you would know as well a few times you've, you've picked up a few things and I've had an answer straight away saying, yep, I know I've looked at that. This is the reason why. And just making it, uh, having a really good understanding of those numbers. Um, but it's not even in that uh, in that report, it's not always just looking at the, the net profit line as well. So it's looking at other areas like um, employment cost to revenue, um, our debtor days. I know we've spoken about that a lot as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's not just that net profit that I'm always looking at in that financial report. It's understanding all of it um, and working on how I can improve that. So if we, if we re rewound the clock 12 months ago, I mean, you're a bright young man. You, you're obviously got, you know, you've got some charisma here and you're doing a great job. But if we rewound the clock and you got a report like that 12 months ago, or let's go 18 months ago, and you looked at it, what would you see? Um, I would probably look at it and go, what the hell is this? And then go to mum. <laughs> and then, <laughs> <don't> read this. <laughs> and she would so, say, oh, you know, <laughs> This is what this means. This is what this means. I would still say I'm confused. Did we make any money? <laughs> uh, look, it's so, so if you think about that journey in the first twelve months for you and the enabler, you've played. You've played the game, though, right? You've turned up. You played the game. But think about the enabler because that report has not changed. That report has remained exactly the same. And next year it goes to a whole new level for you, right? In year two. But if you look at that report. That has not changed since the first time you received it, and yet your competency, even sharing what you just shared, is a whole new level. But the enabler to that is being on a journey. So if you think about what it took, obviously your effort, we are also responsible to take you on that journey and not do it for you. We want you to continuously be building those muscles. The enabler to it is your decision to stay present so that report, as you refer, refer it and say, okay, what is this truly telling me? Not just the net operating profit, that's an easy one to look at, right? Mm -hmm. But everything else which you just claimed. So when we talk about the enabler, when we think about that journey of building the muscle, building the confidence, being in a position 12 months later where you could have an array of things that you reference just in that one tool, what is it that you've liked and or disliked or were uncomfortable as it relates to that initial part of the journey to get better at understanding that report? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think I've just, I've always been numbers, as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to do specialist maths and all that sort of thing. So <laughs> look, when I, if I looked at the report 12 months ago, I would have had an okay understanding of what it meant, but now it's just about getting curious with those numbers and just making an understanding. Um, so I've just been bouncing off mum. We now have financial meetings every Tuesday because mum still does the accounts uh, for us. So every single Tuesday, whereas, you know, it, it used to be once every six months once the accountant came in. Um, and we actually sit through it and just and go through each section, work out what we've actually spent Um and just make sure that we're not leaking in any um, in any area. Um, so yeah, that the financial report. Um, yeah, I've just been super curious about it from day dot, and I'm just getting more and more of an understanding from it. Um, and again, there's still so much to learn. And like you said, next year it's going to dive deeper, and that excites me. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely it excites me too. Thinking about where you're at right now. Um, 
do you so far much of the focus has been on your default diary time management identifying your ideal target market ideal job at the ideal margin knowing your numbers quote register succession planning in other words here I am in this position and I'm growing people around me to do their bit as I grow and move to do my bit. How have these activities improved your business? Um, it just gives me much more confidence of knowing exactly where we are at this point in time. So I can look back and go, okay, um, you know, I've, I've quoted $5 million worth of work in the last six months and I've won $2 million of it. Or I can look into my work in progress and go, okay, in uh, the next three months, I need to do half a million dollars worth of work and I've only got the capacity to do 400,000. So it's just being, a, it's, it's like fortune telling, basically. <laughs> I can see <laughs> what is coming ahead, uh, whereas I never used to be able to know that. I used to have the schedule booked out for two or three weeks in advance in my diary and that was it. But whereas now I can actually look at it and forecast, um, you know, see if I need to fill any gaps. Um, so it's just, yeah, I can't even put it into words how much they've helped, seriously. <laughs> uh, mate, well, the, num the, the words are good and stories are great. The numbers never lie, mate. There's no need for many more words. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. And well done to you, mate, for continuing to flex muscle on that one. Uh, what has been your favourite aspects of your university program year one so far? Um, I guess after uh, our awards night the other night and actually getting to meet everyone in person and getting everyone's phone numbers, it's it's the community, um, you know, you, you're with like-minded, um, you know, they're not always tradies, but business owners, um, very motivated, um, you know, sort of at the, at the top end of business owners. So you're just surrounding yourself with with really good people. Um, and then obviously with yourself and all the other team at Business Benchmark Group, um, they're always behind us as well. So it's like we're just building a really good community um, that we can fall on. So there's a lot of other electricians in our group as well. And I've got a few of their phone numbers now. So if I've ever got any questions that my old man can't answer or I don't want to ask him or... Um, I can fall on them as well. So that's some, that's a resource that I haven't had to use too much yet, but I feel like in the next five years, um, yeah, we'll be falling on them a lot. If, if Anton Middendorp was in the room and you wanted to uh, share a sense of gratitude for allowing uh, Business Benchmark Group of Middies to uh, run the events we do uh, every so often that, you know, people like yourself turn up, what would you be saying to him in... 25 words or less. What would you say to Anton from Middies as it relates to uh, the opportunity that he created for you to turn up to that event uh, 12 plus months ago? Um, I could keep it to two words. I'd say thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, in 25 words. Um, yeah, it's just, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm sort of lost for words how much it's actually helped now that I'm actually looking back at it and see how far we've come in 12 months. Um, I'd say to Anton, just you know, um, put as many of these events on to all your to all your middies um, uh, account holders, um, all the business owners there. Just get as many of them involved as they can, um, because yeah, they won't look back once they're once they're on board. And, and you know, we just named this program the University Program. We could have called it the Bartholomew or the hmm. St Peter's Program. It made no difference, right? But when you when you were asked to join the University Program, how did that resonate in your mind as a uh, a trade based business owner? 
<laughs> well, I never went to university, so <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. It's like it's like school for business, um, like u- university for business. It's like, um, yeah, I've I've never learnt, um, you know, how to look at the numbers from this way, or you know how to influence team members in certain ways. Like I said earlier, it's just like I used to go to work, we used to get the job done and send the invoice and just repeat. But now it's there's so many other aspects that, you know, you, you just don't learn um, as you're going through your apprenticeship as a tradie. Well done, buddy. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few uh, open-ended questions. I'm going to say the statement or ask the question, then you're just going to answer it. We're going to do like a speed, uh, a speed uh, I guess, uh, level of uh, questions and statements. Uh, I'll start with business benchmark group help me. Um, understand my business um, and, yeah, excel as a business owner. How are you feeling now compared to how you were feeling six months ago? Ooh, um, I feel much more confident in myself and in my team. Um, I'm going into this Christmas break, um, not stressed about what work um, is coming next year. I know what we've got. Um, I know we'll still have the team around. And, you know, if something does go wrong, I've got backup plans that I never used to have. Wow. How has Business Benchmark Group helped you and your business so far? Um, like I said before, it's, it's just the organization that I, I never used to have. It's just having everything in order. Um, and yeah, I, I just keep following all the, all the things that you guys basically get me to do. And like I said, I, I just can't put it into words. Everything has just been, um, it's just been so good. And, it, you know, being on a podcast, it probably just sounds like I'm just, a bloke just trying to say, okay, business benchmark group, you know, how good are they? But seriously, um, if you if you're sort of on the border of joining up, um, by all means, <laughs> make sure you do. Thanks, Mitch. You you definitely don't need to be saying that. However, I appreciate that. Uh, when we reflect on our award winners, one similar trait is that you do the work. Can you walk us through your typical day, Mitch, and expand on how you push through? When the days are crazy busy, yeah. So whenever um, I, I'm super busy and and under the pump, um, I've always got a to do list written down, and I'll highlight in different colours um, what my top priority is, what my medium priority is, and what my low priority is. So that would be the first thing. I would then um, look through my list again and try and delegate as much as possible, pass it to other team members, um, call on anyone if I need to. And if there's something that I just can't get done in that time frame, I'll just contact with the, I'll just make contact with the client, the builder, whoever it is, and just say, look, I need 12 hours, I need 24 hours, because communication is key. If you if you promise that you're going to have something to them by Monday morning at 7 a.m. and then they're sitting there waiting for it and they don't get it, that's when they're going to be shitty. But if you get onto them, you know, a day before, hours before, weeks before, just say, look, I can't hit this target, you know, help me out here. Um, You'll find they'll be much more appreciative of you for that rather than not delivering it all. Yeah, great stuff there, mate. Great tips. What do you think it takes to succeed in business, Mitch? Um. Obviously, the the financial um, side of things is always um, a big thing there. So, 
you want to make sure that you're, you're getting um, uh, your return on investment, basically all those hours that you're putting in, you want to see a return on that. But the big thing for me would be living a balanced life. So not spending every single day um, at work, um, trying to get as much time as you can with family, friends, um, you know, doing sports, keeping fit. Um, I think that is also a big part of um, success in the business, although it's on a personal level. Um, I think that would be a, a big thing to me um, for feeling successful. Cool. Have you found a special place for your award trophy? Not yet, actually. Um, it's it's in the box at home. Um, I've We've got the factory here, um, here in Hallam, and I've just got to find somewhere where one of the boys isn't going to knock it off the shelf and break it. <laughs> but I'm thinking, put, put, put pillows around it, mate. Jesus. Yeah, literally, no, I'll, I'll I'll be finding somewhere good for it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely something to show off. <laughs> oh, that's a good response, mate. I love it. What is your overall assessment with your time with Business Benchmark Group today? Um. The overall assessment would be that um, it's a tough question, uh, but just just for me, it's um, I'm, I'm much more organised. Um, I'm really enjoying being in business. I'm motivated. Um, that's another big thing for me. Is I, I've never had a, a drive as as much as I do now to um, you know build this business up into. 20 employees, 30 employees, 10 million turnover, 15 million. Um, I'm just really motivated at the moment. Um, and I feel like that's on the back of the work with you guys. Um, and then of course, you know, the, the, the profits that we saw on the, on the last uh, tax return, that definitely helps as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you are paying more taxes, which is great, mate. We need Absolutely. you to do your bit. For yep. the roads and hospitals out there. Great. Hey, what does a business benchmark group winner do with his free time? Um, like to spend lots of time with um with family, so with the missus, uh, the parents, um, a lot of time with my friends as well. So love to get down to the pub and have a few beers with them. <laughs> um, and then just try and keep fit, say in the gym. A uh, bit of golf as well. Uh, uh, sort of my friendship group have got right in the golf this year. We're all no good, but um, <laughs> a few lessons. A few lessons won't go astray. Um, Love that. Then now that the weather's getting better as well, um, I do a bit of surfing as well down at Phillip Island, and and love to do a bit more of that this year. Whereas last year I didn't get get too much of that. Let's put some targets on that is my feedback immediately on that one. Do yeah. you have any advice for future business owners joining the Business Benchmark Group programs? Just do it. <laughs> you won't regret it. Um, you know, if if you're on the border, just, you know, listen to a few of these podcasts, um, jump onto the social media and, and just have a look at um, what the business owners have to say. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm definitely not getting paid to talk to you. <laughs> um, this is honest feedback of um, what's been happening since we've joined uh, the Business Benchmark Group. Um, and like I said, just, just do it. <laughs> Mitch, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Mitch Hayes from Hayes Power Electrics, University Program Business of the Year winner, 2022, Business Benchmark Group. Stefan, thanks for having me. I don't think I ever would have thought I'd do a podcast before, but <laughs> no, thank you very much. 
For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts, and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.